Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. 106.7 The Fan. Richard Rowley from The Athletic. Here with you until 4 o'clock. We've been talking football because there's football today. There's football tomorrow. And there is big college football Monday night. Alabama, Georgia. SEC championship rematch, an exciting game. We've got an exciting guest here to break it down. We've got Bobby Carpenter from 97.1 The Fan in Columbus. Bobby, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for joining us. You're uh, you're there in Columbus. You having a party out there in Columbus? Yeah, yeah a little bit. I mean, we've got kids sports rolling all weekend here, so it's pretty exciting all the stuff going on. Awesome, awesome. So, looking at this game, Bobby, and I was just saying before the break, Alabama is an underdog, which I think Nick Saban thrives on, kind of having his people be excited, be motivated about this. When you look at this game as it stands right now, the, the line is three. If you're a betting man, where are you, where are you placing your chips? Who's winning this game? Oh, if you're going to ask me to try to bet against Nick Saban in the national championship game and just look at his performances in these big games historically, you know, especially against former coaches and especially against Georgia over the last couple of years, I mean, I, I don't understand. And I, I guess I, I see see it. There was, Georgia was favored the first time around. Bama comes in. All right, we had, a, we had a little bit of a bad connection. I think we're going to retry with Bobby. Um, he, he is right, though. Betting against Nick Saban, especially – on this stage, is dangerous. I mean, you look at these two teams, and everyone made such a big deal about the last time Alabama played Georgia. And I really think when you look at these games, and you look at how it's going to go Monday, I think that first quarter is going to tell us everything we need to know. If you're Alabama and you come out strong, and you come out and you put up some points, Georgia is going to sit back and they're going to think, oh, no, here we go again. Right? You look at Kirby Smart's team. He's never been able to beat Nick Saban. You look at this Georgia team, and all year we were talking about Georgia's the best team. It's Georgia and everybody else. And then they go and they get punched in the mouth by Alabama. So if this game starts off that same way, I think you're going to see a lot, a lot of those same characteristics from that SEC championship. I think we've got Bobby back with us. Bobby, you're back. Party's yeah, over out there? For that. Yeah, well, I mean, my, my kid, like I said, my kids swim me. A lot of great stuff out there. It just gets a little loud. Finding a quiet spot can be difficult. But, uh, you know, back to your, your question about, you know, Alabama and, and Georgia, the line. Like, I'm, I'm taking, taking Nick Saban. You know, I'm taking Alabama. And 
you look at what they did the first time, I think Alabama, uh, Georgia is the more talented group, but I think Bama is probably the better coach team. They execute better, and they have a better plan to win. Nick Saban does a great job of attacking your weaknesses and negating your strengths. And Georgia's strength all year has been that defensive line. You look at the first game, they spread them out. They wore them down. They got that defensive line tired. And then they attacked the weakest part of that Georgia defense, which was their secondary. It is a similar thing against Cincinnati. They ran on them. They knew they didn't want to test their corners outside. They attacked them with their tight ends and their slot receivers. And that's how they were able to beat them. And so Nick's going to do a lot of the same stuff that he did against Georgia that first time around. And frankly, I don't know if Georgia has an answer with their secondary if they start getting late in the down again. I understand Bama doesn't have – you know, John Mechie, and he's a big, talented player, and he's their possession guy, and James Williams was the over-the-top guy. But I, I just look at the quarterbacks. I look at Bryce Young. If you're not able to get him off his spot, if you're not able to keep him in the pocket, and then because if, if he gets out, you'll watch him last uh, in the first round. He had three rushes for 40 yards. Like, and they were back-breaking runs on third down, picking up chunks of yardage. So Bama might not rush the ball with Brian Robinson for 100 yards with him. But they'll have some combination that'll get them over 100 yards. And I would look for Bryce Young to really utilize his legs if things start breaking down. Yeah, you mentioned Bryce Young, and you're right. In that game, I mean, he had Tom Brady type of time in the pocket, and Georgia cannot allow that to happen if there's going to be some avenue for them to win, right? It has to start with them doing a better job up front. Like, they have to rush him more, in my opinion. How, in your opinion, does Georgia managed to come away from this. How does Kirby Smart finally beat Nick Saban? Well, they're going to have to bring pressure. Like, they didn't really bring a whole lot of pressure. They, they've been relying on their defensive line, four, sometimes five-man rushes to go get there. They're going to have to find a way to mix it up, bring five, six, you know, seven guys at times to really try to push it, the pressure on Bryce Young. But when they bring, they bring the heat, they've got to get there, and they have to make sure they keep him in the pocket. He's a guy that doesn't like to run, but when he does – I mean, it's a dagger to the defense. And so that's really the pathway for victory for Georgia is run the football, control the line of scrimmage, keep the game close. They were three for 12 on third downs the first time around. They cannot be like that. They have to be significantly better. And so keep the game close. Don't put it all on Stetson Bennett's win. Stay out of the third and seventh. And when you get a chance, go after Bryce Young and make sure you get home and get him to the ground. Speaking of Bennett, it seems like this week in listening to him, he's almost annoyed with all this talk about Alabama and how the last game went, uh, what what is your sense on how he, he may play here Monday night? He's such a great story, obviously, um, such a big part of this Georgia team. Um, but when you look at that last game, that last time they played, it wasn't he wasn't the one allowing these big plays, right? It's really Georgia's defense that has to find a way to step it up. I mean, Stetson Bennett's been a great game manager all year. We act like that's a four-letter word now. Like, it's awful. Like, he, he's not a good player. No. He's good. You know, it's a great story. The former walk-on comes back, you know, wins the starting job. He's kept J.P. Daniels on the bench all year. But don't ask him to go throw the ball 45 times a game when you're down two scores. Allow him to throw the play action, throw the quick game, the stuff that he's done all year. And with that, that goes on the Georgia defense to keep it close and to make sure that they're not in a chase game where they feel like the game's getting away and they start airing it out. And one other thing, they've got George Pickens back. He had the nice big shot over the top early in that first game, they're going to have to have two or three of those chunk yardage plays to George Pickens because it's too hard to drive the ball 80 yards against the Bama defense. They're going to need some chunk plays. I think George Pickens is the guy to get it done. 
Talking to Bobby Carpenter here in 97, won the fan. Bobby, when you look at this, this is the second all-SEC final in five years. It kind of fuels that inevitable, is this good for the sport? So is it, and should we even be having this argument because any fan base would gleefully trade results with Alabama on what they've been able to do over the last decade? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's Nick Saban with what he's been able to do. I mean, the SEC's been really good. The LSU's been good. Bush Auburn have some runs. George's been up there. I mean, Nick Saban, you know, it's been the, the creme de la creme. The guy's got seven national championships, for heaven's sake. He, he's phenomenal. You know, good for the sport. The TV ratings probably won't be great. It's very regionalized with Bama and Georgia. You know, you don't have the big, you know, the Bama being the big bad bully and, you know, some other team from around another geographic region. So when you isolate those geographic regions like that, you're just not going to pull in the entirety of the country. Hardcore football fans are going to watch. But as far as good for the sport, you look at the NFL, people in, you know, California are tuned in to watch Green Bay you know, play Tampa Bay. I mean, that's, that's just how it is. And you're not, you haven't gotten that level with college football yet. You've got to make sure you continue to expose people to it and get it out there. And in doing that, it needs to have a broad national appeal. But part of the problem is, like, the Pac-12 hasn't been very good. You know, the SEC has been pretty dominant. You know, the ACC's had Clemson. The Big Ten's gotten a little bit better. You've got, you know, Oklahoma been in the Big 12. Like, these other schools, these other conferences, Ohio State, like, they have to raise their game and they have to continue – push and challenge and then eventually too one day Nick Saban will retire I can't tell you when that's going to be but it will happen inevitably it will and my sister who went to Alabama will be along with you know thousands of others totally beside herself Bobby when you look at college football and how it's set up everyone seems to have an idea of how to make it better do you have a an idea of how to fix these playoffs how to at least include maybe more teams but somehow keep the relevance of these bowl games if that's even possible um, you know, I enjoy watching the bowl games. People can say they're not relevant. You want to make it relevant for the players. You know what? We've got NIL stuff. I'll have the bowl sponsors pay some of the elite players to play in the games. You know? I mean, I think that solves the problem. You know, you've got guys that are opting out that are probably realistically third, fourth, fifth-round picks. $100,000 probably gets them back in the game. You know, so I think that makes it – I watched probably 90% of the bowl games, and of 75% of the games, I probably watched at least – two and a half, three quarters, like significant chunks of them. So, you know, people are still watching them. The numbers tell you people are still watching them. You know, you've got to find a way to entice players to get them there. And, uh, you know, when you start expanding the playoff, you can pull some more bowls in. But, I mean, I'm a huge proponent of home site uh, venues as well because I think that will do a lot more positivity for the sport than anything else. Absolutely. That's a great point. Well, thanks, thanks so much for coming on, Bobby. Really appreciate it. Hopefully it's a great game Monday night. Uh, only a three-point line, so it could be a closely contested game. You're going with Alabama, though? I'm going to go with Alabama. Any, uh, be a fool's errand to vote against Nick Saban. Bet against him right now. Kirby's got to prove it to me first. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great point. Bobby Carpenter, 97.1, the fan out in Columbus. Bobby, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, guys, coming up next, we're going to go back to the Washington football team We're going to talk about this Giants game and why they cannot, absolutely cannot, under no circumstances, lose to Joe Judge and these Giants. 3.30, we're going to go to Ben Standing Live in New York to take you through Washington football team and their bigger picture. Richard Rowley, here with you until 4 o'clock on 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right. Welcome back. 106.7 The Fan, Britt Chiroli here with you today until 4 o'clock. Joined by my producer, Linnell, who has done an excellent job fielding these calls. We've been asking all show what should I do with my old skins gear? Do I keep it? Do I not keep it? Is there a right thing to do? Is there a wrong thing to do? Um, call us how you feel. Let us know. Either way, Linnell, though, he will cut you immediately if you don't come in strong and hot with something good. 800-637-1067. Uh, I do want to switch briefly to the big game tomorrow. Big, of course, is absolutely not what this game is. This game is utterly meaningless. They are going to New York, playing the lowly Giants, the worst team in football. And they're favored by about seven points, this Washington football team. They can't lose this game, even though if they lose this game, they'll get a better draft position. Now, it would be easy to say, well, maybe the team's just not going to go all in. We saw a lot of John Gruden teams kind of just give up towards the end of the season. Well, yesterday on the Kevin Sheehan Show, head coach Ron Rivera made it pretty clear that this team, his team, wants to end the season on a high note. Do you know what your current draft position is right now? No, I have no idea. All right, so your current draft position right now is ninth. If you beat the Giants, you could drop as many as four spots to 13 in the first round. If you lose to the Giants, you could move up as much as two spots to number seven. Does it matter to you? No. What matters to me is that we go out and we play hard football and we play to win. If you played really hard football and played to win and you lost a really close game, let's say in overtime, would that be the worst thing? Well, hopefully it doesn't go to overtime. I can tell you that much. <laughs> right. But, okay, so at the end of regulation, would that be the worst thing if you had a really good performance and you lost at the gun? No, it still would be. I know. I'm playing with you. I, I, yeah, I know you are, but I do this because I, I, I want to. All right, that's head coach Ron Rivera yesterday on with Kevin Sheehan. And listen, he's right. I mean, I understand the draft pick compensation stuff, but I also understand pride. And this Giants team is an absolute mess right now. We know they're probably losing a GM. They're probably losing head coach Joe Judge. I don't see 
how he could make it through. Last week, Ben Standing and I talked to the New York Daily News, Pat Leonard. Uh, he said that even a week or two ago, before that infamous 11-minute rant by Judge, they thought the organization still believed in him. I think there's really some serious questions now about that team. The Giants minus 10 in team passing yards last week against Chicago were the worst by a team since the 1998 Chargers. They have gone eight straight games with fewer than 200 passing yards. That's their longest streak since 2004-2005. So, again, this game is sort of a no-win situation. If they win this game, their draft is going to go down. They're going to go down a few slots in the draft. But if they lose this game and they go into the offseason after that high of the four-game win streak with this losing streak, with losing to the lowly Giants, I just don't know how you sell that. I think it's a huge hole in Ron Rivera and his culture that he's trying to build here. I just don't know as a fan what you do. Do you root for them to lose? Will you even watch this game? Linnell, what do you got on this? You're a fan. Are you going to watch this and hope that they lose this game, even to the Giants? I've been a fan since 07. I'm 24. So young fan. Haven't seen much success. I've never not tuned in. Why am I watching this week? Exactly. Why am I watching? That's how I feel. Do you want them to win? I don't care. I want them to get a quarterback. Damn winning. We need a quarterback. Well, here's That's how you win. Here's my issue with the, everyone making a big to-do about the draft pick. It's not like you're over here fighting for a Trevor Lawrence, right? It's not like they'd be the number one pick if all they have to do is lose to the Giants. Then you lay down, right? Then you literally lay down on the field and you get that guy. That guy's not in the draft, and they're not picking that high, even if they lose this game. And, and another thing on the draft thing, I mean, who's to say they even pick a good player? Did you see this year's first-round pick, Brett? It was terrible. That's the other thing. And Pat Leonard, I, I was teasing him about this last week when we had him on the New York Daily News talking about how Washington drafts really well. And I was like, whoa. Oh, Kyle Smith drafts drafts really well. He's like, no longer in the building. I was like, whoa. This is what happens when you're coming from the Giants' point of view, though. The Washington, <laughs> you're looking up at Washington like, wow, look at them over there. So Gold, professional. Yeah. Treasure. A joke. It's crazy. So this team has to win. I don't think anything good comes out of them losing. Maybe in a few months, people are going to be like, oh, they would have had this, a few picks higher if they had just lost that game. No. You can't build a culture. You can't build any kind of winning by losing to teams like the Giants. And I know that the score was pretty close the last time these two teams played. However, this you want to show progress. You want to show that this organization has gone somewhere here and that they can end on a high note and build off some things. We know they need a quarterback. We know it's been a step back for this team. And really, if you're going to be even the rosiest of fan, a lateral step. They have not done what you thought they were going to do coming off of last season when we were kind of sold on this optimism of Ryan Fitzpatrick will be good enough and the defense will be elite, right? It's just... <laughs> such, such a good plan, right, Britt? You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's never made the playoffs, is going to come for the first time in his 17-year career and lead a team to the playoffs, something he's never done before in 17 years. And people bought it, not just locally. People on the national level bought it because they thought this this defense was going to be elite. And thanks to injuries and underperformance in COVID, we just never saw anything close to that. So last year should have been the year they zeroed in on a quarterback. 
but they didn't. They didn't give it enough. They didn't give enough to get Matt Stafford, and now they're stuck in this position of really needing the draft and probably needing a stopgap for another year or two while they get to that draft. So, again, losing to the Giants when you're going to announce a new name a few weeks later, when you're trying to set this new culture, new organization, I just don't see how that's a positive at all. I, I really don't. But, you know, let's go to, we got some phones. Let's go to Tim and Largo and, and see what he's got. Tim, you're on 106.7 The Fan. Hey, what's up, Britt? What's so, up? beating the Giants is not going to make our culture look any better. We're not going to, we're not going to all of a sudden be like, all right, thank goodness. We beat the Giants. Everything is rosy. We're heading in the right direction. We're still going to, people are still going to be down on, on the team. We're still going to, uh, we're still going to wish that we had a quarterback where things are better. Right. The only positive, the only positive that we can do is losing to the Giants. I mean, just think about last year. We, we fought so hard to beat the Eagles and make it to the playoffs when the Eagles, you know, kind of sat down and gave us the game. If we had lost that, we would have been in a position to, to get a quarterback, Justin Fields or Mac Jones. We would have been in a position to, if we if our we had our mind set on getting a linebacker, then we could have got – we could have been in a position to get uh, Michael Parsons instead of uh, Jamin Davis. You know, there, there there were just so many other opportunities that could have benefited us if we would have lost that last game, would have jumped up like six or seven spots in the draft. We, like, they, they're they very, I mean, Rivera's not very forward-thinking when it comes to things like that. You know, we, we – we were all high, we were all high last year, thinking we had a great defense. But really, but, but the Tim, was but Tim, Co- Co- Coach Rivera is coaching grown men that do this for a living. They eat, breathe, and sleep football. You think they give a damn about draft position? No. Guys that who are who might not I even mean, be on the team look, next year. But no, no, the 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 Eagles are coaching grown men. They they lost last year. Now they're good. Like they they're they're not over there thinking like, oh my god, we. We lost. We we took our quarterback out and lost. Now I don't I don't have faith in this coach no more. Nah, they 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 lost. They they got they got better draft picks. They got three draft picks this year. They also had they, hurts. They I mean they they had a quarterback. They have a quarterback in place, so they have and they and they took and they took the quarterback out and they didn't they didn't think like oh our coach took our quarterback out to, so that we can lose this game. We we don't have faith in our coach no more. We're we're grown men. We don't have faith in our coach. He he made us lose. Nah, they they were like all right, season over. Next season, you know, we'll come back. Be, we'll, we'll, you know, put an effort in. We'll, 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 we'll see what happens next year. And they, right. and they did, and they, they look good now. They, they still have their quarterback. They have three draft picks. If they, if they want to up, upgrade their quarterback, which they don't have to, but if they, whatever they want to do, like they, they were forward thinking, and now, now they're looking better for it. When everybody was down on them last year, everybody was up on us last year. We were supposed to have this great defense, even though I didn't believe our defense was great last year. We just played a whole bunch of terrible quarterbacks. That made our defense look great, and we got exposed this year. Now that we're playing good quarterback, right. I mean, we just we just we don't want to do anything forward thinking. We just want to like like let's just let's just see what we can do right now to, to to make us not be embarrassing. Instead of like you know going going instead of trying to win a Super Bowl, we just want to try to not be embarrassed. Embarrassed. That's true. And it's, it's, that's it's true. It's going to keep us in media. It's going to keep us mediocre. We're we're just gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna try to get Derek Carr. Derek Carr is not going to bring any team to a Super Bowl. What's going to keep us in mediocrity is going into the offseason on a six-game losing streak. That's also true. That's mediocre. Here's my main issue with the draft stuff is 
you look at this year's draft, there's no can't miss quarterbacks. There's no, they're not picking one if they, if they lose this game. Right. So you're telling me like, okay, in previous years, of course, hindsight is always 2020. However, we're talking about five, the difference in five draft slots here. Uh, you look at draft experts. They don't think it's a great class, right? It's certainly not a, oh, let's get these guys right off the top for these top quarterbacks. So, you know, if you're talking about the between, difference between pick seven and pick 12, it, it's really not that big of a difference. This isn't going to be a franchise-altering draft pick. This isn't a franchise-altering draft. They just don't pick high enough, and the, and the talent just isn't there. So I agree with you that they need to stop playing in this mediocrity, but they should have thought and been forward-thinking two years ago about a quarterback. They should have gone all in on Matt Stafford. They should have really focused on the quarterback piece. And I think Ron Rivera, you know, coming from Carolina, he always had a quarterback. He didn't have these problems. And I think he's learning the hard way that you need a quarterback in this league or you go nowhere. Defense be damned. We got a break here soon, but something we can ask Ben and then pose a question in the final segment. Does getting a, you say, say Washington does draft a rookie quarterback early in the first round. Does that, extend the life of Ron Rivera's contract here in D.C.? Because, you know, they always have the, oh, well, he was playing with a rookie quarterback. He's going into year three of a five-year deal. No winning seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Great points, Linnell. And as he said, up next, we're going to get live from New York, our friend, the Athletics Ben Standing. He's going to take us through this game. He's listening right now. I'm sure he's got some thoughts on all of this as well. Stay with us. 106.7 The Fan, Britt Giroli. All right, welcome back. Richard Rule here on 1067 The Fan. 1067 The Fan and Team 980 right now are sponsored by BetQL. BetQL helps you make smarter bets throughout the football season. And now we're giving you a chance to win cash prizes. BetQL's Giving Props is a free to play contest that starts Wednesday, January 12th and runs through the pro football postseason. It's easy. Each playoff round, BetQL will post 10 props. The person with the most correct picks each week wins $2,000. Just by signing up, you'll be automatically entered into a random grand prize drawing for $10,000. Go to betql.com slash props to sign up. That's betql.com slash props. Starting Wednesday, January 12th, you can make your picks and win cash. All right, guys. We have been talking Washington football team. We've been talking about this meaningless game tomorrow against the Giants whether or not they should be losing this game. I say they can't. They absolutely shouldn't because of pride. But we have a real expert on the line. We have Ben Standing from The Athletic, live from New York. Now, they don't play today. Ben's in New York. So I'm wondering if he's taking this call from the Statue of Liberty. Ben, can you confirm? It is. However cold it is in D.C., it is a little bit colder here. So I'm taking this call from the uh, hotel room because I'm afraid to go back outside. Darn. I was really hoping to get you like live from Rockefeller Center. I, this is such a great walking city. I would love to. Maybe I need to stop being, uh, 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 you know, afraid about all this. But yeah, it, it's quite cold out there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it is. We'll bundle up, Ben. So I know you've been listening a little bit. We were talking with our last caller, last segment, Linnell and I, about this game. Put on your... Your fan had, I guess, for a second. Should this team lose this game? If you're a fan, should you be rooting for this team to lose this game, even though it's the Giants? Um, I mean, I get like why it's hard for fans to say lose lose a game, and obviously for the players and the coach, like that's not something they're going to do. Um, 
this the, the, so it's a little bit different this year and last year. The tricky part here is this year they've lost four in a row, and you know that Dallas disaster a couple weeks ago is still hanging in the air. And like you lose this one to a Giants team that has absolutely you know thrown into town more or less. It's a total disaster. It really kind of tightens how terrible you kind of finish your year, and that's really not the note you want to go into an offseason just from a perception standpoint, the talking point standpoint, it's already not going to be great because they, they underachieve relative expectations. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you want to from that end, but you know, look, I, I do believe in the whole draft pick thing. I do. Cause it's not a matter of the draft pick, what you get out of the pick. It's the, it's the opportunity there. If you want to trade for a quarterback, like having the seventh or eighth pick is better than the 13th. It may not seem like a lot, but it is. Um, you know, last year, it is the absolute fork in the road. If they had lost that game last year to the Eagles or just simply had not won the division, they would have been picking like 9, 10, 11, which would have meant they could have drafted a quarterback or, you know, Micah Parsons instead of Jamin Davis. And think about what this team would look like now. Even if you had those quarterbacks and they hadn't been proven yet, you at least have the thing to say, well, maybe this is the answer. Right now, they have, they have, they have nothing. But, you know, we're all just like, well, they have to go do something. And, you know, it is a weird uh, dynamic. So, I don't know. I, I can't say they should lose it, but I get why people think they should. Right. And you, and you mentioned the draft picks, and it is interesting to like backtrack and say, well, they should have done this and they could have done that. But can't we do that same thing with Matt Stafford, right? Had they gone all in, had they done this, would they have had a better season, right? The, it seems like hindsight is always twenty twenty, And I just wonder how much Ron Rivera can sell this culture and this team not giving up if they lose this game tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I I thought that, so it's two years in a row they've made sort of an all-in push to get a, a certain player and came up short. They The year before, Rivera's first year, they, they offered a, 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 a Monty Cooper, Mark Cooper $100 million, uh, even slightly more than what he ended up getting with Dallas, but he wanted to play with the Cowboys, so he went there. Last year, they, they offer a pretty good haul for Matthew Stafford. The Rams, it's not just that they even offer a little bit more, but they had Jared Goff and the Lions GM, uh, their new GM was a guy who had uh, evaluated golf coming out of college because he had just been to the Rams. So it was kind of a weird deal. They were kind of <laughs> almost like the odds were kind of stacked against them. And I, I don't know what else they could have done. But the larger point is hook by crook, whatever, whatever happened, it doesn't even matter. They are in the position where there is no obvious answer on this team right now. Not a veteran, not a young player, nothing. They got to figure this out. And that's why it's become incredibly tough right now to figure out what are they going to do because I think Ron Rivera's level, level of desperation has got to be ticking up right now. Right. And Linnell offered this great question last segment, but I mean, if they get a quarterback, does that give him, if they draft a quarterback, does that give Rivera a longer rope, longer leash, so to speak? Because now we have to wait for this quarterback to develop and then you have to give this quarterback some time to fit into Rivera's scheme. Does that buy him more time here? Because as you mentioned, and you wrote a great article about Jack Del Rio and how he expects to be back. Uh, and as you pointed out, Ron Rivera doesn't have a great record as a head coach as much as we associate him with winning or with good culture or building organizations. Does drafting a quarterback buy him more time, do you think, to to be that guy that's trying to build up Washington? Oh, at first, I didn't even, like, say, because I was just, just, we just started with the call. Like, this is very exciting to hear you do this by yourself with, without me dragging you down. So, you you know, when I listened to the last segment, you know, you, 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 you've you got this. You, you, you're doing a great job with this. Uh, do I think this buys him more time? No, because he, he has a five-year deal. Now, obviously, 
it doesn't mean he's going to get to the end of the five years, but this is only year two. So even if you draft a rookie, you probably have next year or you know, 2022 and then 2023 anyway, because that would still only be into year four. And then after the year four, you have to make a call what to do. Um, I, I do think, though, that the problem is if you draft a rookie and the rookie plays extensively next year, the likelihood is it's, you're going to have a losing record just because it's going to take a rookie time. Now that's three losing seasons in a row, and now you're praying that the rookie, who will then be a second-year player, can step up and is ready to go, that he's not that the growing pains have gone away because you can't have a fourth-year losing year in a row and expect it there to, to, to stick around. So I don't think it buys them more time. I just think it puts you into a, like, okay, this is the path we're going down, and you better hope that that kid develops pretty quickly because otherwise that's going to really be hard for Rivera to, to stay uh, you know, much longer beyond that fourth year at that point. So the development of the young quarterback would be key, Ben, but who in this building, front office, coaching staff, has a track record of picking a quarterback? That was my big thing. Who's going to pick the guy? They obviously need a quarterback. Fitzpatrick was not a good plan, and that kind of reflected, my opinion, what they have in the building and their thought process about the position. Do they want a guy who's going to be put it all on your shoulders, carry the load, or can this team win with the second, third-tier level quarterback? Uh, there's no reason to think they could do that now. I mean, that based on the season they had. I mean, I, look, I guess in the most optimistic world you could look at from this season that they were 6-6 six and six right before the COVID outbreak hit, and they, that was 6-6 six and six with a bunch of injuries and with Taylor Heineke, at quarterback, who would be that, you know, the lower tier kind of kind of a guy, and it was with their injuries. It was with the defense underachieving. You know, Chase Young going out, Curtis Samuel never happening, et cetera. So, I mean, I guess you could look at it and say if they get everything in in order, and they have you know they get some you know sort of decent amount of injuries, like just you know lucky injuries, kind of you know not 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 catastrophic like it was this year, then maybe you could get by with something more. But but that's to your point. I think I heard you guys talk about it the last segment. At some point, it can't just be, well, how do we stay afloat? At some point, it needs to be, how do we win? How do we become the team that everybody is chasing? I mean, the reality is at any moment in time, there's like maybe 12 to 16 human beings who play NFL quarterback at a level that makes it makes you feel like you have, you have a shot to win a title. Uh, unless you have just some amazing, you know, defense like the Ravens did or, you know, a few years ago and things like that. That is not easy to find, and they got to do that. But, you know, that, that, that's the part that's so tough that nothing on this team this year, other than maybe like Terry McLaurin, do you feel as good about or better than you did a year ago? And based on that, it's just hard to say, well, no matter what quarterback you get, they're automatically going to be a contender because things were so kind of sideways or down this year. Talking to Ben Standing here of The Athletic. Ben, speaking of McLaurin, he's, what, 40 receiving yards or so away? from becoming the first Washington wide receiver to have back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. Is that something that we can watch for tomorrow? I mean, is there anything fans can watch for tomorrow? Uh, no. I don't think that's anything to watch for. I mean, he'll do it I mean, he'll do it in a, in a 17th game. So, you know, it's, you know, eventually we'll get past sort of the asterisk-y feeling of this. But right now, the first year of it, I, I think it's pretty – prominent so i don't to me it doesn't really mean that much um of, of a stat i mean look but in terms of like what else is there to look at you know there's always like the individual you know could could jamin davis have a game where you're like oh okay that's that's kind of the reason why you were excited to get him could jared patterson 
you know, if he plays a decent amount, could he give you uh, sh- show enough element to say, okay, maybe he is somebody we really need to consider being a bigger part of the backfield next year. Maybe De'Ami Brown, a receiver, can have a, a, a consistent game and make some highlight plays and have you thinking, you know, he's on the verge of doing more next year. But other than that, I mean, it's really hard to, like, sit here and sell this game. I'd love to tell you that. I'm going to write about it. I thought I'd spend money for me to be here, but I'd be lying if I said <laughs> watching it for the three hours tomorrow, you know, it's worth your time. Other than just this is what you do, this is your team, and you watch all the games. But there's no, like, wow, I've got to see this moment uh, because, you know, it, it, there's just not much going on right now. Right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, Ben. You're in New York because it's a great city. You want to get yourself a nice dinner tonight. We all we all know why you're in New York tonight, Ben. <laughs> Come on, there you go. People could be listening. Plus, we have uh, we have new you know, the new bosses are up here. I got to go say hi to them. Huge, huge. The Athletic did get bought by the New York Times, and the president is a Washington football team fan. He literally gave Ben a shout out on this huge company call Ben standing and David Aldridge because he's from Washington he's from this general area I think it's the DC area and he mentioned how he loves the coverage the Washington football team coverage so Ben you have job security and a free night in New York who's better than you thank you so much for your time we will talk together (laughs) on this station on Tuesday right Tuesday night uh sounds about right yeah sounds about right Absolutely. Well, Ben, thanks again. We appreciate it. And uh, when we come back, final segment for today, we'll wrap everything up. We want to know one more time, what are you going to do with your old gear? Are you going to keep it? Are you going to leave it? And also, do you care about this game at all? I don't know. Ben hasn't given us a lot of reasons to watch this game, Linnell. I don't know if I'm going to have to flip between this game and something else or not. We'll see. All right. Brittany Giroli. Here on 1067 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, welcome back. Richard Rowley from The Athletic here on 106.7 The Fan. We've been talking tons of football. We didn't get to too much NFL, but because of the 17th game for the first time in league history, there is some potential this weekend for a couple NFL records to fall. Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup has a chance to break both the single-season receptions record and the single-season receiving yards mark. Uh, The Bengals' Jamar Chase and Jalen Wade of the Dolphins, both wide receivers, are within striking distance of the rookie records for receiving yards and receptions, respectively. So there are some things to watch, even if there isn't that much to watch in tomorrow's game against the Giants for the Washington football team. They will close their regular season finale. And then, of course, Monday night, we talked a little bit about the national championship game, Alabama three-point underdogs to Georgia, that game in Indianapolis, which is usually the Final Four site. So it's a, it's a little unusual. It's a little cold there. Nick Saban looked like he didn't dress appropriately when I saw a photo of him holding court. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a good game, I hope. Anyways, we are winding down here on the show. I want to thank Linnell, my producer, for doing a great job manning the phone lines, jumping in with chatting. I want to thank our guests. Uh, we had Ben Standing of The Athletic. We also had Bobby Carpenter of 97.1. Come on, break some stuff down for us. I want to thank all of you for calling in, telling me to keep my gear. Until next time, Britt Giroli on 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.